Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello and welcome to Bit Friends Podcast. My name is Valerie Molyneux, president and founder of Bit Friends. I am live today with you from studio here in Boston, Massachusetts, where it's a beautiful, the sky is spotless. There's no cloud. It's a beautiful, beautiful day here in Boston at 52 degrees and only hoping that it'll, it'll get a little better, even better. Uh, spring is on the way and we're so excited. Um, as always, um, this is Bit Friends Podcast. We're bringing to the national and even global community various um, podcasts featuring different members of our community whom we've watched, whom we have admired, and just wanting them to come forth and share their journey, share their stories with you. And it is my pleasure today uh, to welcome someone whom whom I've never met personally, but just watching her um, on Facebook, I have been inspired. And so today, I think I have some um, misinformation, but she'll clear that up for me. Um, with me today is Angie McAdoo. Welcome, Angie. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. I'm so happy to have you. Like I said, I've been watching <laughs> and I've been inspired, and so I wanted to learn more about who this Angie McAdoo is. First, Arizona, <laughs> I got a message saying um, you have Tennessee on your post. She is not from Tennessee. She's from my home state of Delaware. So tell me, who is Angie McAdoo? Tell me about your family, your life, your work, your fun stuff, and clarify for me, is it Tennessee or Delaware? Okay, all right, no problem. Look, I hope I don't bore your audience too much. Uh, There's not a whole lot to me, but just to, um, so I am originally from Knoxville, Tennessee, born and raised there. And I have been living in Delaware for about the last 23 years. A um, little, little bit about me. Um, let's see, I'm married. I'm married to my hus- husband, the Baron McAdoo Sr. And uh, we've been married for 33 years. Ooh. We have three. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> we have three children, uh, the Baron Jr., uh, Michael, and Michaela. And mm-hmm. from them, they have given us four grandchildren. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And so um, what, do you work? What do you do for fun, Angie? Mm-hmm. So right now, and look, I'm on my lunch break because I work with the, let me clarify that. <laughs> I work with the Christina School District. <laughs> I work with the Christina School District here in, um, in Wilmington. And so mm-hmm. there I, I've been with the district for about 22 years. Started okay. out as okay. a social worker, visiting teacher. And then I think um, a few years later I went to uh, one of the schools as a dean of students. And now my current job, I am the homeless and foster care advocate. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love that our path is so parallel in some ways, 
uh, you're doing over 30 years married. I'm doing the same. Well, you have the three children. I have two. Um, and just mm-hmm. uh, some mm-hmm. things that are so parallel, education. I'm in education. So I just loved all of that, too. Was That was attractive right. for me. So I'm right. so happy to have you. And your husband is a pastor, is what I've learned? Yes. So he is oh. the pastor of the Union Baptist Church in Wilmington, Delaware. Shout out to my Unionite. Oh. All right. <laughs> so all did. right. And that's I've been much to how Delaware once, so I hope the next time I come back to Delaware, I can get to visit with you guys for sure. Oh, we would love to have you. Just let me know. We would love to have Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, let's let's so, move on in a little bit so you can tell me um, if I miss anything, you'll cover it, come, come back to it uh, along the family side. But I wanted to move mm-hmm. into now your vitiligo. When and okay. how did you know of vitiligo? How long have you had vitiligo? Is there any family history of vitiligo that you know of and so on? So I guess my journey with vitiligo began in 2012 is uh, basically when I got my first spot. Mm-hmm. I don't have a, you know, and speaking with my mom, there's never been a family history. So I think I am the first. Um, and so I guess there's a story about how, it, you know, I, or I, I guess it started to develop. I don't know if you want me to go into that. But, Absolutely. So, yeah, so my first spot. Whatever you're comfortable with. Okay. So... 2012, I think there was an issue that I had as far as, and just trying to be as transparent as I can, as far as my uh, health, I was home one day and stayed home and wasn't feeling well, ended up driving myself to the ER because my husband was out um, doing something at that time. And so basically when I went in the ER, they immediately gave me a nitroglycerin pill, um, and they ran all my blood work. And so basically mm. with my blood work, it was like all my levels were like very low. My potassium, mm-hmm. my vitamin D, my iron, everything was just low. And it felt like to me that, you know, my body at that time was just uh, basically shutting down. And wow. so, you know, they didn't really put me on a lot of medication, but I think I started taking blood pressure medicine at that time. And so my first little spot came on my hand, and someone pointed it out to me, and I was like, oh, well, you know, it must be from this medication I started, and I really didn't pay any attention, you know, much attention to it. Um, mm-hmm. And then it started to spread, you know, on my lip, like um, like a part of my lip started to become discolored. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's how it started for me was with, everything that was happening at that time and what was going on with my body, uh, mm-hmm. basically under a lot of stress. I think that right, was the beginning right. phase of it for me. Yeah. Now, did the doctors uh, right off, did they recommend any treatments for you? You hear you have this showing up on your hand. What, what are they saying? How are they treating this? Well, I don't think at that time um, they began to, I guess, try to treat it. I think I went back to my primary doctor maybe um, at some point where it had began to spread more on my hands. And I think that was the focal point for me at first. It was started on my hands to spread kind of rapidly. And he offered um, a cream, I think it was a steroid cream, 
and <laughs> I think I may have used it one time. Uh, but mm-hmm. you know, it, the, the, profession, the profession that we're in, we're constantly washing our hands, and I'm like, right. I can't be putting right. this on. I'm putting this on, you know, all the time. Right. So I really didn't use it. Um, I never really sought out a uh, dermatologist. And I, I, I think at the point where is when I began to, you know, have the um, issues with the vitiligo, I just, I said, okay, it is what it is. And right. I really don't have time, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking I don't have time to go to the doctor for another appointment. So, you know, mm-hmm. I just never did. And and it it just continued to spread. Um, I think probably in 2017 is when it really began to um, spread through my hands and, and I think on my face. And, you know, wow. sometimes we think, okay, as long as it's uh, stationary in my hands, it's not a big issue, right? Right. right. <laughs> but, we but all. <laughs> It starts to spread to your face. It's like it's a different thing. And, right. you know, I I still think, you know, I was very comfortable with it, uh, but I did start trying to use some uh, makeup because, you know, you have like a spot here or a spot there. Right. And you just really right. want it to, your skin to just blend together. Yeah. And I think for me, you know, I never was a person to really wear makeup, so I didn't know anything about trying to find colors and foundation right. and that sort right. of thing. So that became more frustrating than just yeah. really, you know, not wearing makeup at all. But I, you know, well, let, I me add, let me back for, you up a little bit. You said that, okay, from the first time you saw it on your hand, um, you've you've never gone to a dermatologist? Is that what that, I've heard? I did. But you know what? My my primary care he recommended me one and it was in it was in uh Pennsylvania. So oh. I think I, I so I think that piece of it I wasn't sure if my insurance would cover it, cover you know, it. being that mm-hmm. it was out of state. So right. I I just never really looked into it. But I have Got to it. also say, during that time, there was there was just other things going on in my life, mm-hmm. like with my children, and I think my focus was more so on them, which yeah. probably yeah. you know added to the stress of my body. Uh, I can remember in 2012, my son had a major. Uh, he played football for Alabama A&M. Shout out. <laughs> yeah. And he had a major major concussion. My mm. daughter had um, had some surgery, and she was having a home nurse come, and she basically just um, was bleeding out, you know, on my on my floor in there. So, you know, wow. like those stressful things, you know, I was taking oh, yeah. care of my family and not oh, really yeah. focusing on me and my health. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you said, to back it up again, um, 2012 was when you first saw um, – your hands. Now, I don't mm-hmm. know how old your kids were at this point, but what was that like uh, explaining this to your children? So I think at that point, my daughter was a senior in high school, and my son, um, he had to be like a senior in college or maybe his fourth year in college. So he, okay. he really didn't see it. I think it was more so my daughter. But, you know, um, I can't even remember her asking me about it. I don't know that <clears throat> when it first started, did they ask questions? And, and maybe when it started to spread to my lip a little bit, I may yeah. have asked her 
her, I think I remember asking, do you notice that there is discoloration in my lips? And I don't know, I can't remember what their response was, but it wasn't like anything, any big deal, I guess, because I didn't make a big deal out of it. Right. Good point. Good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, somebody said that on my last um, interview, somebody said that I, they didn't make a big point of it. I think it was Justin Hall um, from Atlanta, and he said to uh, Mark, mm-hmm. my co-host, I didn't make a big deal of it, so nobody has made a big deal of it, you know, something like that, and uh, you're so correct right. on that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Tell me a little more. So you used the makeup from what point to what point were you using makeup, and when did you decide enough of the makeup? <laughs> oh, I tell you, that was, that was a journey in itself. <laughs> yes. I think I, think I started probably using makeup maybe around uh, 2017 and maybe for a year. Um, And it it may have been like 2018. Mm -hmm. And I think I was just like trying, just trying different things. Um, I think in in September of 2017, you know, was another stressful event. You know, my mom had passed. Um, mm. We went on vacation and come back, and our house was flooded. A, a pipe had broken. Wow. So I think those those combinations of those things kind of made the vitiligo spread at a faster yeah. rate. Is what I'm thinking. Stress. So probably yeah. after those events, um, maybe like going to a Christmas party or something. You try to put on something, and then if it, I think I struggled. That was a struggle for me for about a mm-hmm. year. And the encouragement just came from, like, my sisters and my niece who kept saying, Angie, you don't need makeup. I think mm. you did better without it. And, you know, they just constantly um, offered that support to me. Excellent. And we, me and my husband was going on a cruise in 2019, okay? Mm-hmm. So I think at, at that point in September, August of 2019, I said, you know what? I'm not going. So, yeah, it had been about a year because the cruise before that, I wasn't wearing it. I said, I'm not going on vacation, you know, going on a cruise, being in the water, wear makeup. I'm I'm just going without it. And so right. I think at that point, I made the decision. And, and, and God is so good. Let me just say this. You know, when you um, are trying to do something, it's almost like he confirms uh, your decision. That, yeah. you know, that it, it is what it is. And so we went on that cruise, and, you know, when you do a cruise, they have, like, a dinner night, right, or, or a captain's right. night. And so I decided, you know, I said, I'm not doing makeup. I'm going to take some really nice pictures. And so we were in the lobby, and the lady, she approached us. She said, I would love to take your pictures. And she took some pictures of us. Uh, and they were the best pictures that I think I have taken as far as wow. the nice. And so it, it was, just, you know, God took that, I think, and just made it very, you know, more affirming for me that, hey, this, yeah. is, this is what you need to do, you know? Yeah. I, I love the, the you, you talked about your sister. So shout out to mm-hmm. sister wherever you are. What's her name? <laughs> your sister uh, well, that was encouraging. Uh, yeah, her name is Etta, and then a niece specifically, uh, April, you know, she's more like my sister. But, you know, those two were just really always in my ear and just saying, you don't Anna. need this, you look better out there. Yeah, so. Yeah. It, it was, and, that's, and that's what we I need. Think we, yeah, we need those people in our lives. Yes. Yes. 
and, and yeah. you know, with my children, you know, just just saying, Mom, you know, you can do it. Just just supporting me. That support from my family Amen. was just really huge. Yeah, really Amen. No, so you would say the cruise of 2018 was the breaking point of you saying, God, you got this the rest of the way. 2000. When was that cruise you referenced? Was it 19? 19. And you said, yeah, forget the makeup, forget all of it, and here comes this woman taking pictures, and you're referring to those pictures <laughs> without makeup as the best right. pictures. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Wow. Amazing. And so I, I teach um, the women's ministry at my church, mm-hmm. and so I was able to be very transparent with them about, you know, what I was dealing with as far as the vitiligo piece. And I told them that, so let me just say this. I don't know if you want to talk about this or not, but I have a um, a I want to talk about anything you want to talk about. (laughs) Okay. I have a a website called It's In My Walk, and the foundation of that comes from Galatians 5 and 16. And so ironically, I feel like God gave me that it's in my walk phase uh, phrase back in 2012. But I never really did anything with it until 2016. Mm. And so it was at that point, you know, I was sharing with my women's ministry, you know, I felt like I thought in my mind that God gave me this ministry to encourage other women, other young girls, as far as, you know, how you, what you do, it should show up in your walk. Okay, mm. but then it's mm. like God spoke to me. He said, "You think I gave that to encourage? Gave that to you wow. to encourage other people?" He said, wow. "But I gave it to encourage you as well." And I thought, for such a time as this, He yeah. knew that I would need that to, you know, encourage myself. And we have to like yeah. really trust God and just encourage ourselves in this journey as well. That is powerful. And there again is where our lives are parallel because for me, um, it, mine started in 2002, and I tell you, mm-hmm. those first two years were horrible. And I remember um, going away in 2007 to my first Villaligo conference in Virginia, encountered people that looked like me and was you know, came back to Boston high and ready and said, God, I know you got something for me to do. And it was funny right. because here, here's the parallel. In 2009, January, I started mm-hmm. a women's ministry. Okay. Um, that, I, it, our church had one that we had, um, had just stopped. But mine, I started, was open to the, the public, open to my community. And I was in the midst. That was me taking off my makeup, and I'm saying, i got to do something different. God, you have to help me. So 2009, January, was the 22nd, was the birthing of my women's ministry that still exists today. And June 2009 was also the birthing of its friends. Oh, wow. In the midst of my most painful time. There again is our parallel. Mm -hmm. You know, so wow. God knows what he's about. Wow. God knows exactly what he's doing. 
Yes, he I does. wanted to he back does. up a little bit because you're in the field of education and in your work, mm-hmm. in those earlier days, in your working with children, parents, and even um, your colleagues, how did they take, especially the children, how did they take your vitiligo? What did they say? So I don't actually work in in the school building. I work in like a district office. I think okay. at the time. And that's now. So at the time I was in the school building, um, my vitiligo had not spread it. So that was like okay. 2015. Um, so 2016, I moved to a different job. And I think part of that might have been the stress work. <laughs> you know, new things, stress, stress is good. Oh, yeah. It can be good things or bad things. And I took yeah. this job, excited about it. But it was a lot of work and just dealing with a lot. And, but it was stressful. And so yeah. I think that, you know, on my job, it's funny, you know, no no one really, that's the thing, no one really says anything. They see it, but, you know, you may not, you may not really say anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't remember having anyone asking me about my condition. Yeah. Okay. So when I started there and it started to spread, they, they would see it and then, um, but no one really, really asked me about it. Mm-hmm. Which I think no, I know your husband. That... Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Please go ahead. I was just saying that that's another, uh, I think, layer of it that we deal with it, that we mm-hmm. deal with. People will see the get a lot go, but, and I understand some or think they may offend you or, you know, by asking right. what's going on. Right. So it takes me back to um, my son. He was in the military, and he joined the military in 2016. And you know how they have a uh, graduation day. We had mm-hmm. went, and I saw this little girl. We would have breakfast. We were there for a week. We would have breakfast every morning. There was obviously something going on with this child. She had to be nine, seven, eight, nine. And she mm-hmm. walked up to me one day. And she asked me, she said, what happened to your hand? And so I began to tell her my little story. And her mom told me, she said, I have taught her not to say what's wrong with you, but to ask the question, <laughs> what happened to you? Right, yeah. And, you know, that just, and her name was Faith. So that just touched yeah. my heart, you know, so much. Mm. Yeah. That's beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. Um, the other question I wanted to ask, you know, we talk about your sister, your niece. Um, coming from a place of faith, what did your husband, what was the conversation? Um, you guys had been together for a while, and here his wife is coming up with some changes. <laughs> well, my husband is a wonderful man. Shout out to LeBaron F. McAdoo Sr. Okay. He is a wonderful man. And, you know, that that is, I don't know, I guess that, that's, that's a conversation, you know, to have. And so in dealing with this, it's, it's not like he has, um, he focuses, focuses on it or, yeah. you know, he'll say something about it. But, so, you know, it, 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 I, I guess in his mind he tries to treat it as just a normal, like we're yeah. not – you know, there's no change. But, you know, I think, you know, for anyone to deal with someone 
going through this, you know, you notice the changes. And sometimes, you know, people, even our spouses, may not really know how to process it right. or are still process, right. processing it. And depending how that person is, you know, someone may just, you know, have a write-out conversation with it and some may not. Um, so I think, you know, on his part, he has just been supportive as to where I am. And so yeah. when we went on that we're going on that cruise that summer, you know, I felt like, so what, one thing the makeup does is it covers up. And right. I, I knew that my husband deserved to see what I was going through. And mm. that was another reason why, you know, I said I can't continue to wear makeup. And when I told him, I said, I'm going on this cruise, I'm not doing makeup. And he was like, well, I don't know why you're wearing it anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, and that thing. So so I think with me putting on the makeup, he couldn't really see the spreading of it or, you know, as fast. So I think that just gives him a, okay, this is it. This is me. And, yeah. you know, being married 33 years, you know, just he's just being supportive and just helping me deal with it as well. So. Hmm. Well, we thank God for the, the men that he's put in, into our lives and for shout-out to men um, with Wise with Vitiligo, we thank you for yeah. your support. We pl- applaud you uh, for your encouragement, your heart. My husband in those early days would say, what are you talking about? I love you anyway. <laughs> you know? We thank God for them. We thank right. God for them. We thank God so much for them. I'm going to ask yeah. that we pause now, get a drink of water, get mm-hmm. some tea. I'm going to do the same. And um, for the folks out there, again, I'm interviewing and having a beautiful conversation with Angie McAdoo of Delaware. And when we get back in two minutes, the lines will be open. If you are her sister, her niece, a friend, a supporter, and you just want to let her hear your voice to say hello and encourage us on this journey called Vitiligo, our number in studio is 516. 516- Six 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 ninety nine seven three. Again, 516-666-9973, and we will be right back with some announcements. Thank you. So, again, this is Valerie Molyneux, President and CEO of Big Friends Boston and Nationally. Um, just to bring you up to speed as to uh, upcoming blogs, um, my co-host, Mark Braxton, is doing a fabulous job, and what will happen next will be a blog slash big Zoom event on this coming Friday night. And for those of you who don't know, Mark is doing a tremendous work. As far as our Friday nights, we've had um, comedian, we've had comedy night, we've had game nights, just to bring different things to the community. We're all pretty much homebound. Uh, You're not going out to, to late night dinner, clubs, or whatever you normally do. And so we're opening and offering you various kinds of things. So this coming Friday, meet the Vit Friends Board. And so if you search Vit Friends on Facebook, you will find the link uh, where you could join us in conversation. He has uh, questions for the board members. There's games. There's fun things. And you can ask us any questions. Friday night, 
uh, this coming Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And then we move into April. The two, um, the blog for April, um, that Friday or Saturday, I'll confirm that for you with a Facebook message, but it's with Lovis and her son. Oh, Lovis is out of Chicago. Her son has been a LIGO, first-year college student, and we wanted a conversation with Lovis on her journey um, handling as a parent uh, with a child would be like, especially a boy. And so we wanted to have that conversation. I will uh, interview her. Next up, we wanted to put this announcement out again as we try to do different things in the community. We're offering a Spanish class. We want to offer classes. And so the first class out the gate starting April... Third, I'm turning to the calendar. Yes, the third is Saturday. April 3rd is our first class. It's five Saturdays in a row, and it's a Spanish class. Not intense. It's meant to be fun, number one. And number two, uh, just to bring you up to speed, should you be on a cruise like Angie McAdoo and you want to chit-chat in Spanish with someone, it's basic conversational Spanish. The class is $25. You can say $5 per class. When the class is completed, you'll get a certificate and a special surprise gift um, that we know you would love. So um, registration is right online. If you go onto the website, the uh, classes now have its own page, and you can register ASAP. We need to know hopefully by this weekend how many people are in that class. And all the other upcoming classes are listed there. People are getting excited and have already paid for Wine 101. Why do you swirl your wine glass? Why do you sniff it? We have a wine connoisseur. He's uh, a winery um, owner out of uh, Ohio, and he is also a vitiligo brother, uh, Mr. David Thorne. Tell us all about wine and all of that. We have art and how to sketch and how to color by our very own Mark Braxton that's coming up. We'll also have cooking from Italy, from a brother way over there in Italy, Anthony Abbott, all of our instructors of vitiligo family members. And uh, the next class would be um, how do you set up for health fair? You may have a tiny, uh, when we say a tiny, <laughs> not appropriate word, but you may have a small vitiligo support group. You can still um, attend a health fair, set up a table, um, show people what vitiligo looks like, share them um, information. Um, and so Denise Blanks out of Indiana will give us she has attended the Black Expo and set up tables at the Black Expo that are outstanding. And so she'll give us tips on how you set that up and what you do. And then after that, people are excited about Anthony Abbott's um, exercises um, that he's been posting to Facebook, and we are trying to get him hopefully to do a class for us. So there you have it, bringing you up to speed. Mark has a lot of things. He'll be interviewing uh, several brothers from the community um, in April, Terrell, Ben Brown, Perry, Whaley, Andre, Joaquim, and others. He'll be uh, interviewing a night for just vitiligo brothers. I was amazed at that. 
And then um, to end out the month, Alicia Archibald, well-known. We've seen her on Facebook. We're going to have a conversation with her and lots more. But I wanted to continue my conversation with um, Angie McAdoo of Delaware. And just to note that um, any of our shows, if you've missed them live, tell your friends. They can always search for us on iHeartRadio. The United States of America National Radio Broadcasting System, iHeartRadio, or you can always find us on Spotify, thanks to our amazing Boston med student, Christian, who is now doing um, a study abroad course over in Singapore. Hope you're listening, Christian. We love you and thank you for doing this. So let me get back to my conversation with my dear friend, um, Angie, are you there? <laughs> I am here. Well, we thank you again for doing this with us. Let's jump back into where we we left off. I wanted to know a little okay. about um, had in the past were you involved with any vitiligo groups? What have been your advocacy efforts? Um, whether in the community, in the church, how do you get the word out about what you have? So. I, I when I joined your it's funny how I joined your support group. It, it, it's the same I'm telling you when God is working He's working. So yes, when I was on that cruise where the lady you know took the photographs of us, I mm-hmm. met someone from North Carolina who saw my vitiligo and she was telling me that she has a lady in her church that has vitiligo and that there's this support group and everything. And she gave me the lady's name, which was um, Miss Christian. Um, <laughs> to, 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 <laughs> Katrina. Yes, yes, Katrina. Yes, and so she connected me with Katrina, and that's how I found out about the vitiligo support group. So yes. for, for vitiligo, before I got vitiligo, you know, we only associ- associated it with, uh, you know, um, unfortunately, Michael Jackson having vitiligo. Right. I never ran a- across anybody that had it, so I never knew mm. anybody that had it. Um, wow. But the funny thing is, like, once you get it and you become familiar with it, then you start seeing people. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah. There's somebody. You know, I can associate with her. But yes. so up until that point, I wasn't aware of a support group until what? So that was like 2018. That's mm-hmm. when I became aware of 2018, 2019. And then I joined your support group. And then I found out that there was a support group um, that Delaware had one. So just really, you know, in the beginning phases of it, I never, yeah. I never had, you know, much knowledge about it before. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, like you're saying, because everybody says the same thing. Until you um, realize what you have, get to know what you have, then you look to the left, you say, whoa, you're in the mall. You look to the right, there's something. They, they, they're like popping up from everywhere. You know, I'm prior to that. <laughs> right. never, it's like buying a car, you know? Right. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So well, my, my church is... I was going to say, my church is very support. My church is very supportive. Uh, when we found out that 
and even with World Vitiligo Day, you know, being in yeah. June, you know, I didn't know about yeah. that. But when they found out about that, you know, we do, um, they have bought pins and bracelets to hand out to the um, congregation just to uh, get the word out and support, Beautiful. you know, Vitiligo. So they are very Beautiful. Supportive. That is beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful, you know, um, to to be supportive like that, to to go all out yeah. like that. That's a beautiful thing. Right. So we thank them. Please thank them for for our national organization. Please ex, expect, extend a thank you to them for us. Um, I know that the the Delaware group has. Um, you, I've come out there. Like I said, um, they were part of us. Um, I know that. Um, the leader has taken a break, so I'm not sure mm-hmm. um, when that would revive or what's happening with that right now because um, things mm-hmm. are going on. But um, right. so you've never had the chance to come to a lot gathering, is what you're saying, of folks with Vitiligo, right? I have not. I was. Okay. Uh, I wanted to be when COVID broke out. I think yes. the conference was scheduled to be in Minnesota. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Last year. So that June, I I wanted to come to then. I think I heard about it the year before, but I wasn't able to go that year. I said, well, when the next one comes, I'm going. You'll be there. Uh, because I thought it would be just a blessing to be around, you know, people who look like me, you know. Yes. <laughs> people yes. who can really understand, you know, some of the struggles that, you know, we deal with that some stated and unstated. You know, so yes. uh, I definitely would love to, I know this year is going to be virtual again, but I would love yes. when it just opens up where I could just, you know, uh, participate in person as well. Well, we we have to continue to pray that um, COVID will go back from whence it came. We we don't want it anymore, and we have to pray that right. that goes away. <laughs> but we're, we're looking for, we have high hopes that 20, um, 2022, we're mm-hmm. keeping all fingers crossed and we're staying prayerful that we can right. gather because I tell you, unless you've attended one of these meetings, these conferences, mm. we, there's no words to explain. There's no, I mean, wow. I see folks from the time they arrive in the hotel lobby. I sit in the lobby just to see um, of all these <laughs> conferences. I mean, uh, folks arrive in the lobby and they check in and the tears just started flowing because you started... Uh, You're meeting your family. So the family right. embrace the, the Angie, I can't explain it. It's it's overwhelming. Right. It's your heart mm. is flooded with joy. It's a, it's, I, I don't know what a heart attack feels like, but I tell you, your heart just the rush of emotion, the feeling of mm-hmm. love. Um mm-hmm. we're yeah. all alike and we're all together. It's a wonderful experience. Right. Are you making plans imagine. to join the virtual? Yes. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> so I am, I am going to be looking forward to that and, you know, hopefully be able to um, grasp some of the teachings and some of the speakers and the information that comes from the doctors. I think yes. that piece is just is so huge because, you know, even in 2021, we still don't have a lot of information about Bitter Life. No, no, we don't. So, you know, being able to, you know, just get that information from firsthand from doctors who are doing research, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I would find it very interesting, yes. 
and uh, what's what's so wonderful too is, you know, come with your own questions. Whatever questions, the, the floor is open. Um, well, it'll be virtual, so the lines, um, mm-hmm. the chat portion of it will be open. But you can ask them any questions. That's the amazing thing okay. about you know, you can ask whatever wow. is on your heart, on your mind. You can ask your questions, and mm-hmm. they. There's so many doctors there. One of them, two of them, at least two or three will answer your question. Okay. Wow. Wow. Uh, again, I want to make the announcement. If you're out there, please um, give us a holler. Say hello to Miss Angie at 516-666-9973. We're waiting for your call. Angie, um, so mm-hmm. the, the Vitiligo, from what we have seen, heard, it can skip a generation, skip whatever. So you're saying prior to you, you know of no family member with vitiligo. And I, when I ask the question, you have three kids. Uh, uh, any, mm-hmm. anything? Have they mentioned any spots? They have not. Um, so Good. as far as I know, uh, I am the first. Um, yeah. You know, my daughter is 26 and my son, he's 30. So mm-hmm. they have not um, mentioned anything. Yeah. Yeah. So well, we just have to <laughs> wait and see. <laughs> yeah. And the same for a lot of us. We we say the same thing. And, you know, sometimes they mm-hmm. say it skips a generation. Uh, actually, okay. I've gone back in my. I am the only one of nine, and uh, the, with this condition, mm-hmm. and so I've gone back right. to every uncle, every aunt, every whatever to try to. Okay, that generation didn't have it, so is it going to be my kids? All right, you may jump over my kids and go to their kids, but who knows? Right. Who knows? Right. Right. Yeah. And it's a perfect but, opportunity for. Go ahead. I was going to say, you know, I just hope if it does happen that, you know, that they will still receive the, you know, same encouragement that I got and just really feel good about themselves. I think, you know, just building ourselves up now, you know, um, loving on ourselves, you know, if something comes your way, then, you know, you have that, I guess, that energy of whatever to pull from to kind of help you get through, you know, whatever it is you're going through. Or if you're going through the vitiligo. And the prayer is that um, if our children do get it, you know, that we have been a role model to them as to how to carry themselves, how to handle themselves, yeah. and step back away a little, step back a little from stress sometimes, you know? Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, one of the things that caused me to... Um, stick this announcement in here as we talk about our children. Um, there's so many parents out there that we hear from with young children. So be reminded that if you're in a situation where you have a young child, ages 4 to 14, we have a group for them called Pen Pal Patch, um, serving children with vitiligo in that age group. And as of January 1, we now have a teen group called Purple Patch Teens, and that's ages 15 through 20. And so we're making every effort to um, be a support to all areas, all age group, all 
nationality, all all of it, all of God's people. We're making ourselves uh, available to everyone. As a matter of fact, the teens have a group uh, meeting uh, this coming Saturday, and that information is on Facebook, on our page, and on the website. Mm-hmm. So I know we still have some time, but I wanted to to ask the question. Um, when you see or have the opportunity to engage with someone with vitiligo, I mean, the, people don't immediately walk up to people and ask, but if you see someone out there with vitiligo, how do you engage with them? Do you, like the person on the cruise did for you, Katrina, um, mm-hmm. is now had you connected with us. But what do you do when you engage somebody with vitiligo, when you meet somebody for the first time? So interesting, you know, that has happened to me a couple of times. Um, I've been in a meeting, and one of the social workers um, came in, and she had DFS, and I guess, you know, immediately I just say, oh, we're, we're you know, we're, we're twins, or I'll say something like that to kind of like break the ice, uh, or I'll say, you know, hello, my good sister. Like I was at a conference, uh, I guess like last year before, back in January, actually, before COVID started, and just ran into someone coming off at the elevator, and she, you know, she actually approached me, and we just hugged, and and so it's almost like a instant wow. connection. Sometimes um, mm-hmm. I'm not fearful in saying something. I, I mostly would just say hello, my big sister, my big, big brother, or whatever, just to kind of like break the ice or you know start a conversation about it. And then most yeah. times we go into when, how long, and, and just see where the conversation goes and how much time there is to have a conversation. So it's, it's interesting how that happens. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like and, you, you, know, you, you light up because you see somebody that looks like There you go. You took it. <laughs> right. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Sometimes right. it feels as though you've met this person before, like you're related, like you're, you've met before. <laughs> Like an instant connection. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, um, who I don't know who wrote the song. The song says, "We are family," and it's true. Yes. It is yes. true on so many <laughs> levels. You know, yes. because I'll I'll meet you, and just, there's just something, something pulls at mm-hmm. my inside. You know, right. We're family. Right. We're family. <laughs> Yes. Well, you know, continue doing that because that's that's a good thing. And sometimes you don't know what place this person may be at. We have no idea. True. True. And I think that's one of the things that I've come across, uh, you know, especially going to the support group. You know, you just find people that are in different places, you know, doing with their vitiligo journey. You know, yes. I can only say for me that I think my biggest uh, thing coming from dealing, dealing with vitiligo has just really just been my relationship with God. Mm. Um, you know, when I shared it with my women about the vitiligo piece, it's like, I believe, you know, God just doesn't let things happen for a reason. And I asked God, like, what is it that you want me to do with this? <laughs> it has to be a reason. It has to be a purpose. And when I left that evening, we had had our meeting, and I said that to the women. And when I left that meeting, it was like God, they say, you know, it was like God just gave me this 
spoke to me. He said, I want you to glorify me. So mm. it's like, in whatever you do, wherever you find yourself, you know, and I can't hide the time to get a light go and glorify God. That's right. So it's That's like, right. you need to glorify me in what you do and how you speak and how you talk and how you react to it. You know, mm. because I think God is just good. So even if yes. I did a light go, hey, <laughs> he's still good and he's still God. That's right. Know? He's That's still right. in control, you know. I know that if he wanted to change my skin and give me my color back, he could. But he is not choosing to at this time, so I'm just going to live life the best I can and just, as he said, glorify him in it. That's right. And yeah. and we know there's, um, there's a song and there's the word that says he wouldn't put more on us than we can bear. He knows the people <laughs> that can handle this. Right, right. But you know, to say that, you know, go ahead. He wouldn't put, he wouldn't give us this, um, to, 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 this vehicle called Vitiligo to travel around, to walk around, to go to our jobs. If he knew that we, he's a loving God. He's a merciful God to us mentally. We said, why, you know, we'll, we'll cry the why song, but he knows exactly mm-hmm. what he's doing. I, the the guy exactly. I spoke to from Italy said that mm-hmm. the doctor, the Italian doctor told him that the strongest bunch of people that have come into his dermatological center are people with mm-hmm. vitiligo. They seem to be so strong. And I get right. that when I do these interviews, people are saying, I've just this burst of courage and strength. Even my co-host said that the other day about himself. I mean, I've come out of this place. Wow. Vitiligo, right. you're amazing. Look what you've done. <laughs> right. Right. And that's so true, you know. Um, just think about, you know, everybody's at can be at a different level. So I think those who are stronger and more comfortable, you know, mm-hmm. in their skin that they're in, I think that's that's our job to help encourage other people. And, and yeah. we need encouragement. You know, I'm not saying that there's not a time that I don't need encouragement. I think we all do. But yeah. you know, there are just some people who, who are really, really struggling with it and really, you know, in a depressed state. And so those are the people that, you know, we have to, you know, just constantly try to reach out to and constantly Absolutely. try to be, you know, encouragement to. So, yeah. yeah. And I, unless I went to a we, conference. you got a conference. Where was that? No, so this is just a different conference. It was a church conference um, with Tony, uh, with Dr. Tony Evans in um, Dallas. Oh and yeah. And so he had a presenter that was uh, speaking, I guess, as far as like in the social work area. And his name I'll never forget. His name was Sonny Ocho. And he said, you know, one of the things that he does, he was dealing with self-esteem and, and you know, and loving yourself. He said, I wake mm-hmm. up and look in, and look in the mirror every morning and say, I love me. Mm. <laughs> and so that has been over 20 years ago, and that's just something that stuck with me. It's like you really have to embrace you and love yeah. you. Encourage yourself. What people think, encourage yourself, regardless of what people think, what people say. Because, you know, people can be mean. And, oh, yeah. you know, my, my heart goes out to some of the younger teenagers Children, yeah. that have to deal with it. You know, it's, um, unfortunately, 
you know, school can be rough sometimes. And mm-hmm. so just keeping them lifted up in prayer. And I'm glad that they have that uh, pen pal patch uh, support yes. group. You know, I think yes. that it's just so needed. So thank you for, yes. you know, all that you are doing and trying to do and just get the word out. Um, I am appreciative. I tell you that I am. Well, thank you. I love that. I love that about looking in the mirror, looking in the mirror and mm-hmm. say to yourself, regardless of your pimples, regardless of your, that right. the fact that you have a glass in one of your eyes, look in that mirror right. and say, what? Oh, my God. I love That's me. beautiful. <laughs> I, love I love me. me. Yeah. My nose may be crooked. That's what we have to continue. But a LIGO may be on my lips. Woo! But I love me. <laughs> But and I why do me. I love me? Yeah. Because he who has created me, he loves me regardless. Exactly. Ooh, beautiful. Exactly. Beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. Well, listen, this was awesome. But if there is somebody out there right now, they're contemplating all sorts of things. They're thinking about all sorts of things simply because... They don't like the way they don't like what they see in the mirror. They don't mm-hmm. love themselves. How would right. Angie please Angie say something say an encouraging word to somebody today who don't get it. Can't understand mm-hmm. it. Don't want to deal with it. Don't even want to live. Right. I think from my personal experience it's been able to encourage someone like I said, uh, I think my encouragement is foremost founded on, on my relationship with God. And if you don't have that relationship with God, you know, that, that's something that I hope that, um, you know, they may be introduced to, to, to get that strength and draw that, you know, that strength from. I think mm. that's, that's the best thing that I can offer. But, you know, you just got to, you have to, you have to practice loving yourself. You yeah. have to respect yourself, and you can't really think about what everybody else cares. I think me being a pastor's wife <laughs> actually helped prepare me for having dealing with Bill Lyco. Mm-hmm. I think when I when my my husband became a pastor, I think I decided early on, you know, I wasn't going to let anybody put me in a cookie cutter box, and That's you just it. have to make the determination. I'm going to be me, I'm going to be Angie, I'm going to be the way, Angie the way God created me, regardless of mm. who likes it and who don't. And sometimes that, that may sound cold, but, you know, you, you've got to really just love yourself. And if you're not mm-hmm. able to, find someone that you can talk to. Mm-hmm. Find you a just one support person that you can really share what you're going through. You know, we all have our moments. I'm not going to say that I haven't had moments of of, uh, feeling depressed, but you just can't stay there. You know, Mm -hmm. we get those moments. And, you know, if I have a day where I cry, I may cry, but best believe I'm coming out of it. I can't stay there and have a a pity party. So Mm. I can't allow myself to have a pity party because if you go there, and it's easy to stay there. And sometimes yeah. you may just get stuck there and not be able to come out of it. So just find someone that you can confide in, that you can talk to, that's very supportive of you, and just reach out to that person, you know, when you feel like you need help or just yes. make it a regular to, to reach out to somebody. Yeah. Yes. 
Well, Angie, I thank you. I've been wanting to do this for so long, and now we've accomplished it, and hopefully we'll get a chance to do, do it again. Thank you, thank you, well, thank you for giving me your lunchtime. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate you asking me, and like I said, I just um, I have been blessed by the work that you are doing, and I just I just thank God for uh, this support group. And now that this podcast, <laughs> so thank you, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you so much. Give your give my regards to your pastor, your congregation, especially your sister and your niece. I've been touched by that. Thank you so much. I have a good rest will. of the week. All right. Thank you. You as well. Thank you. God Bye-bye. bless. Bye-bye. God bless. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, my conversation with Angie McAdoo of Delaware. What a powerful young woman. And, um, you know, just to t- touch on a couple things that she said, um, connect yourself with someone. Find someone that you can talk to. If you find yourself in a low place, you're struggling with vitiligo. And that's why we are one of the well only groups. I think there may be one or two others now, but we started out thinking about and um, instituting an 800 number that you can call us day or night. You just want to talk to someone. 844-374-3639. Again, 844-374-3639. If you don't want to talk on, on the phone and you want to write us, please write us at support at vitfriends.org. Again, support at vitfriends.org. Whatever you do, look in the mirror and say to yourself, I love me. God created you. Jehovah God created you. He loves you that much that he chose you. You are special to him. So look in the mirror and love yourself. The the tagline that we have adopted for 2021 says, belong. Find some place to belong, to connect yourself with others. Be empowered. Get to know what you need to know about what you're facing. Belong, empower, and live. That's the motto of BitFriends Vitiligo Support Group. Belong, empower, and live your life to the fullest. Give it all you've got. Don't let vitiligo, don't let another person, don't let anything or anyone stop you from living your life to the fullest. We love you. We thank you for giving us time. Support us if you can. Bitfriends.org is our website. We're on Facebook. We have a um, Facebook page, Facebook group where our website is available, updated, edited. Um, We're available and most of all, we're here for you. God bless you. Stay well. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear your mask. See you next time.